This is Terry Francis, and I'm the former director of the Black Film Center Archive at Indiana University. And I'm just back to introduce this interview that I did with Jesse Maple took place, um, I want to say January of 2020. This was in conjunction with a lovely visit that we had, a partnership actually, with um, Block Cinema at Northwestern. And um, Ms. Maple joined us for a screening of Twice as Nice. And in this conversation, we discussed her new, well, what was then her new publication, The Maple Crew, where she talked about something called the Maple Philosophy. It has beauty treatments, it has beauty tips, it has nourishing tips for the body, it has um, a work ethic, it has all the things that made Miss Maple um, not only a film auteur, but just this incredible curator and entrepreneur. And then she was in her home at 20 West uh, in Harlem, her brownstone. She had um, not only a vegetarian restaurant, but a micro cinema, which was also um, this nonprofit that showcased independent black film um, in the 1980s through the early 1990s. So very exciting to be able to hear from her what the underlying philosophy was and is the maple philosophy. So I hope you enjoy. We cut to the gem of her, of our discussion and um, hope you enjoy. And I'm hitting record, but it's not recording yet. Talkie, talkie, talk. Ba, 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 ba. Hello, my name is Jesse Maple, also known as Jesse Maple Patton. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm here in the the studio call it studio and getting ready to talk some trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> I'm ready for that. I'm just talking. That's actually yes, well, that's actually the topic of the show. Yes, this is Talking Trash with Terry Francis. <laughs> oh, that's what you call it. Don't call it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, thank you very much, Ms. Maple. My pleasure. Frame by Frame, and Frame by Frame is, um, I took that title from Phyllis Klotman's book series that she did where she was kind of creating this annual, almost like an encyclopedia of the films that were published that year, sort of in um, a yearbook of black film. And I liked the title, but I want to use it a little bit differently in that we're not trying to gather everyone and all the films that are being created, but really just thinking about um, ways to capture the trace that people leave when they pass through IU to show their films, to place their papers, um, and to talk about their books. And you've, you know, Jesse Maple, you've done all three of those things. So, so it's really, it's really about you. It's about the movies and kind of what, um, what moves you. 
All right, Jesse Maple. I knew this name as more of a myth. And also, um, it was your name was always associated with this uh, kind of protracted project of restoring Will. It was collaboration that the Black Film Center Archive is doing with uh, with the Smithsonian. But your initial and real claim to fame is that in 1974, you became the first Black woman to join the International Photographers of Motion Picture and Television Union to feature films will and twice as nice um in 1989 and that's what brings you to campus today we're going to watch that film are you reviewing your life by looking through your book no i couldn't remember the long tall name of the international photography union that i was the first black woman to to be accepted in that Mm -hmm. so anyway you just said it so i don't have to think about it yeah it is kind of a long name and an important name I was going to ask you this later, but I can ask you now, like, why was it so important to you to be in the union? To give a quick answer, I searched in filmmaking, what was the category that you could work in and make the most money? And then I was looking at competition. It's because I started out in the editing union and they pushed all the women's in editing. And that reminded me of what I went to school for to be a uh, bacteria uh, lab technician. Uh, all the women was put into this, especially black people, were put into this hematology. And uh, I wanted to go into bacteriology, and you had to be a little more, know a little bit more to be in bacteriology. So I, I was always, I guess, run into the competition where you couldn't just walk in. You had to know what you were doing. And then when I started to research or inquire about the film business, it was editing. Women's was put into editing. And my husband, he was a cameraman, and he got all of the friends' benefit. And I said, oh, I want to do this. You know, let me check this out. And I started to check it, and I found out that it was um, a son and father business. You know, they had very few black men's in there. And, and and no women. When I came into the union, it was about six, one Japanese lady and me and I think two other women. We were the only one that was in the union. So I stayed in editing for a minute, but I quickly wanted to be a camera woman and for many reasons. And uh, so I started to check in that field and I got so much resistance. At first, they said that I couldn't do the work because they hadn't given me an opportunity, you know. So when you get ready to do anything and you're going to get these challenges, you have to know your stuff, you know. I couldn't go in there half-stepping and not know how to work the camera, how to do the story. I had to know what I was doing. So when I trained myself to do that, then that's when I started to seek for jobs, and they kind of used that against me. They said I wasn't prepared, I couldn't do it. And once you learn a camera, it's basically the same thing, you know, working with the camera, it's basically the same thing. At that time, because this was film, you know, not videotape, film. And, you know, like now, you can shoot video. If somebody come in this room and they want to shoot video, even with this little bit of light, you're going to get an image. You can't do that with film. It's just going to be black. You got to light it. 
you know. So I had to know how to light it. And I started to bring my media when I first started out and read the media and decide what's a good uh, stop for you. And you just have to know what you're doing. And uh, I would go out and go to, go to the rental houses, which I put in this book. People, they wrote me letters, called me men and women and said, oh, I got into the union. I used your book and used every step that you had in the book or how to do it. And uh, so I knew my stuff. I knew how to do it with nobody there to teach me. When I went out on my own, I was the only female. So I had to know, you know, and I had to carry the tripod was heavy. I had a tripod with about three, two magazines on it. And I had the camera and all my stuff I had to carry because I couldn't say asking the men to carry it for me because then they would say, oh, she can't carry her own equipment. And so when I went out to look for a job, I knew what I was doing. And you have to know all the cameras, 35 and 16 and whatever else, but 35 millimeter and 16 millimeter. You have to know all of that at that time to get into the union. And I knew all of that. And so I went for it. in this business, I have never had fear. You know, I think now, how did you do that? You didn't have no fear. I just said what I want to say. That's, I was independent. Whatever I do, I'm good at it. That's what you have to do. And like when I was working at the hospital, I, I was good at it, you know, and excellent at it. They let me run the bacteriology lab, infectious diseases. I had to be identified when they sent the cultures in to me to look at. I had to say, this is this, and this is this. And the doctors had to take my, they took my word for it. You know, that this is what this is, the bacteria that you found. Of course, I had background of knowing the bacteria. You know, some of them I, did, I had to look up, but I knew them. You know, the basis of them. And you know what you need to know. You can go there, and then you, you can look in books and things, see if anything has been written about this and how, you know. And that's how I did all the research. We got the name of bacteria because it wasn't, hadn't been written about, and we did all the research, so we gave it a name. In the medical book they put, research books they put down, all the research done by Jesse Mayfield. So I did my thing in both. I contributed to the medical field, and then the film business. So I, I feel pretty good about myself. You got to have confidence in yourself, and you got to know you know you know. And I, I think about myself. I say I didn't have, you know, even in Mississippi, they, you couldn't talk to me crazy. I was glad my mother and father got me out of there because I was like 13 years old, and I was a short order cook, cook you know. But like I said, I was good. And one time this lady came into the kitchen, was rushing me and telling me what to do. And I got the butcher knife at her. So I said, oh, boy, they're going to lock me up. I'm in deep Mississippi. So I, I, I ran out. And, you know, when she ran out there, oh, she's trying to kill me. The boss said, get on back in there and wait till she give you your order. <laughs> so I was only 13. 
<laughs> I, I think about all the times that what I did, and I, I just had no fear. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. I just think this is I I can do this, and this is what I want to do, and I went for it. Well, in your book, you talk about the maple philosophy, um, fearlessness, goodness, independence, and the belief that all you need is within reach. Yeah. So I had all of those uh, qualities about me that I had I had learned and grew up with. You know, like with my this new project, I was thinking, oh boy, it's hard to get all these elements together to do another film. Oh, you get help, but I'm responsible to do this and to to do it with other people. I call them my angels. They just come and I tell them what I can do, how much I can pay you, and that's what I'm going to pay. So you either with me or you're not. And you move on, you know, to the next the next situation. And I I'm careful, but I'm not afraid of people's, I know I'm careful, you know, my my energy and my vibes, I know what to do, I'm not stupid. And I know when to accept help and when to say, I'm good, darling. I call them a sweet name. Thank you, sweetheart. So, it, it's like I say, it's a technique and it's, it's how you feel, your security. I feel I'm comfortable. Some people would think, Oh, well, you should have this and this and this and that and that. I said, well, I'm comfortable. And then I don't think about it because if I can think about that, if I need a pair of new shoes, when it comes, I just get the new shoes. I'll be going on doing something else, maybe uh, uh, doing a show, you know. And and, and I do more. I, I think I always have about three things. I do the show. And I made cookies. I worked in, uh, well, we in our own little restaurant. But when I hear young people talking about, well, I don't have this and I don't have that, I was saying, dog, you can go work at McDonald's for two weeks and you'll have this and that. You know what I mean? That's not you not going to stay there. You're just doing that to get something, to fulfill something you need right now. So I, I, I'm not too proud. You know, I work and do what I want to do. Some of my... People who come to the show, and I do these shows, the antique and vintage shows, and then they find out all the things I've done. Then they want to know, well, why are you here? Because I want to. I'm independent. So I, it doesn't matter what you think or you think. This is me. It, it matters what I think and what I want to do. Money I make, I, I put it right into my, my projects that I do. I finance my book because I don't want nobody telling me no. Working as a, became a, a camerawoman, I got enough nose, you know, I kept right on moving. So I don't want nobody to tell me, no, we can't publish your book. I don't need that. I do it myself. Maybe it won't look as good. It doesn't matter it's what's in the book. You know, you want to read it? I'm independent enough, you read it. If you don't, I keep on moving. Like with this book, when we, we went to a big publishing company, they said, no, we can't publish your book because this, you're a first-time writer, and uh, if there's a mistake, they'll blame us. And then we had them cash money to pay them. So finally they, they found a small press, and they said that, oh, we'll print it up, and then we'll send it to you. 
and I said, and I'm supposed to accept your your mistake. I had read books where you read one page, the big publishing company, and they'll tell you, oh, the other page is on another page, the, you know, the continuing of this, and then you come back to this, you know. And people were watching us, and we had to do the very best that we could, you know. Like, I'm not trying to be Michelle Obama. I'm trying to be Jesse Mayfield. <laughs> You know, that you are you and I'm, I know what level I'm on, you know? Yeah, because it's interesting, like early in your career, you're writing what becomes your legacy, you know, yeah. with the, how to become a camera woman or how to be, how to join the union. But I guess in 1974, you're not thinking about 2004. No. You're thinking about the women around you who also want and need to join the union. But then later in life, you have to go back and gather all of those things for a different kind of education or a different kind of, you know, sharing of your knowledge with people. This book, it wasn't started out as a book, but I got so many letters from women. Right. It was in response. To, uh, wanted to know how did I do that, you know. So I, I decided, well, I'm going to forget this stuff. Mm-hmm. you know, about how I did this and what happened. So I said, let me start writing it down. Yeah. And this guy I worked with when I first started out in the newspaper business, Pat Patterson, I got it all together, and I took him up there to check it and make sure that, it, you know, it made sense. And he said to me, well, Justin, this is a book. He said, all you need to do is get you a good editor and a woman, a black woman, and I said, oh, and he said, if you can't find one, I'll do it for you. He hmm. said, but I really would like you to have a woman to do this. And then I found Essie Baker, this good woman, black woman, and she did it for me. I had all the guts of it, but she kind of pulled, pulled everything out of me. And uh, she did a good job in editing it. Amazing. Is there anything, any, anything that you feel the youth need to hear that we have not said yet? Well, I I don't know how the youth, what they're thinking of now, but my my idea that you should do a good job at whatever you're doing, but I think you should work 95% in your thinking and planning for yourself. Be independent. Depend on yourself because you don't know what somebody else and what day they're going to come in and say, this is your last day then you don't know what to do with yourself. So I, I just tell them to be independent and think about creating your own thing. Yeah. Maybe you won't make as much money. Mm-hmm. But if you can take care of yourself, you know, and you always go through trials and tribulation, just get up and keep moving. Oh, that's a word. <laughs> 